Hello and welcome to the second edition of the Sports Trio podcast with myself, Jordan Mayer, my co-host, Connor Costello, and our guest for today, Manchester United fan, Ash Ferry. So we'll kick off, Ash, we'll start with you, obviously Man United fan. Okay. First of all, no place better to start, obviously, than the FA Cup final. Yes. What's your feelings about it? Um, it's in the bag. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. I think, um, to be honest, like Palace have fallen down a lot the second half of this season. Um, but I think if you don't have played the way they've been playing all, all, you know, since the beginning of the FA Cup, really, I think they, they have got it in the bag, to be honest. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not being a biased United fan, but... Yes, you are. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But no, but if you look at their form in the league compared to their form in the FA Cup, especially when they played against West Ham, they, they dominated that game. Like, I that's one of the best I've seen them play all season, you know? I saw, I saw Connor's face drop there. <laughs> you go, on, go on then Connor I'll let you have your say on what the West Ham game or the cup final uh, a bit of both you know uh, you can fit, feel free to respond to Ash in the, the strongest way possible though. nothing to say about that West Ham game <laughs> we'll save that for another week but yeah Connor as a, as a neutral fan Crystal Palace or you know I think Palace honestly I think Palace has got a lot I think, I think Man United have got a lot more to lose from the final then uh, Palace, Palace got that kind of, they're there, they've done a, more than they should have had this season. It's just nothing to lose. Whereas Man United, they lose, you know, a lot more embarrassment, a lot more pressure on the manager. I mean, well, speak, speaking of manager pressure, um, Louis van Gaal is obviously, we've been under pressure quite a long time. I know Ash, you've got quite strong feelings about van Gaal and who could possibly replace him. So, I mean, if he, if he gets top four, if he wins the FA Cup, would you still want to see him go? To, to be honest, like, I actually don't mind him as a manager, but I don't think he's United style. Like, United style is attacking football, like, free-flowing football, basically. But, yeah, I don't know, he's, he's coming with his philosophy, and I don't understand his philosophy, to be honest. Like, like he's playing players out position. Like, I don't get that. Like, I mean, I think, it, it's I think not even like he's doing it once a game. Like, he's just constantly playing them out of position. It's like I mean, my, my favourite moment from the United season so far is Anthony Marshall on the left and uh, Ashley Young up top on his own. Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what are you playing <laughs> at? Like, I, just don't, I just don't get it. But no, like like I said, I like him as a manager. I rate him as a manager. But I don't think he's he's not United's manager. Like, And I, like, obviously... I want Mourinho, and I know a lot of people don't want Mourinho because they go, oh, blah blah blah. He, he's a you know, he's a stop manager for like two or three years. What what a lot of people don't realise in his first spell at Chelsea, he made it clear how much he loves United. The reason why he's been bouncing around these clubs is because he's been waiting for that United position, and he hasn't been. You know, when when it come by with Sir Alex Ferguson, he literally what? I think it was at like, Real Madrid, wasn't yeah, it? Madrid, yeah. yeah. It was at Madrid, like so. There was no chance Madrid were going to let him go and come to United. Like there was no way. Like well, I mean, I mean is, is there a fear if he if he does win the FA? I mean, if he doesn't win the FA Cup, I think he's going to go. It's, if, he's gone regardless. Gone regardless. So you, you reckon? So if yeah. he wins the FA Cup and gets top, I mean, obviously, I've seen it all over the place. He's already lined up his transfer targets for the summer. Tony Tony Cruz is high on his wish list, and apparently he's already sorting out a bid for him. So no, no, but to be fair, it says United have lined him up. Like so, it, yeah. you know, it, it possibly isn't, probably isn't even his, you know, his say. So it's just no, there's no chance. Like <laughs> whether he wins the FA Cup or not, like he's gone. I'll tell you now, Mourinho is going to be United's next next manager, hundred percent. 
100%. Like I said, if it's already, if Mourinho's coming, the deal's already done. Like, if he is coming, it's already in place, regardless of the cup final or the top four. Yeah. He's coming, he's coming now, I think. Yeah, I, I, re- mean, I mean, actually, would you, who would you want to see him bring to United if he's maybe going to bring former players that he's worked with before? Is that Mourinho? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, where, where, love... do, where do you think you need to strengthen the most? To be honest, I think Tony Cruz would be an, an amazing signing. But ideally, like, Are you sure? I mean, Marrow and Fellaini's. I mean, Tony Cruz is no Marrow and Fellaini, is he? All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to disregard that comment. <laughs> Just chuck that one. <laughs> chuck that one in the corner. <laughs> but no, uh, I'd like. To, I'd like to see. Um, obviously, I think my main target would be Bale. To be honest. I'd love, to, I'd love to see Bale. You know, I don't think he'd go as well. I know what Tottenham. I know Tottenham sports are like. Ah, oh, yeah, nah. He'd only come back to Tottenham. No, he wouldn't. But hundred percent, he'd go to United. And I tell you, he would especially with Mourinho going there. And like, this is what bugs me as well. You get people that say like they don't want Mourinho at United because he brings a lot of circus. United are arguably like the most covered football club in the world. Like, they may not be the biggest football club in the world, but they are probably the most covered in in world media. Like. If that's not circus enough, like, you know, what is? Like, with Mourinho coming to United, it would mean one, you know, well, it would mean two things, trophies and big star players. And that's what the fans want to see. More than anything, the fans want to see that United play back. Like, I guarantee a lot of a lot of fans would probably give up the FA Cup to get top four as long as they can see the United way come back. And that free-flowing football, yeah. I mean, and attacking football. The struggle is the, the thing is, if obviously if Van Gaal stay, I mean, obviously he'll stay up to the end of the season. But if you now don't get top four, not only do you have to then possibly deal with a manager who won't won't have Champions League football, but then you also have to struggle with not being able to bring in players that obviously yeah. won't be playing Champions. I mean, Connor knows all about that. He's got a team that never plays Champions League football. He's got to deal with that all the time. But, yeah. <laughs> but for, for Man United, I mean, you're going to struggle to bring in someone like Gareth Bale if you're not playing Champions League football. No, <laughs> not if Mourinho's there. <laughs> like, look, Mourinho's already said he wants that United job. Like, he's a realist. You know, he's not a stupid guy. He knows that Champions League football is not a definite for next season. Why? Why would a manager like that say they want that that position if he's not guaranteed Champions League football? Like, he he's got a vision for United, like hundred percent. Like, like you said about there's paper talk about the Van Hal's like targets. No, they're not Van Gaal's targets. There's like, you know, they're they're United's targets, not not his. But I guarantee, like Mourinho's already got in his mind about four players he already wants at United. Guarantee. Oh, well, we'll move on from transfer targets. I mean, we'll speak about someone you've already got. And Connor, I'll throw this one to you. Ash, feel free to jump in. I mean, Marcus Rashford is he sort of a one season wonder? Or is he going to be the next big thing? Um, it's very hard to call for one season. Um. I think you can see from the goals he's scoring and the, and the way he's playing, he's got that kind of striker mindset. He's got that positioning. He's got that finishing touch. He can the goals he scores aren't aren't flukes. He's a great finisher. He's always seems to be in that right place at the right time, and that's something that just comes with certain players, certain strikers. So I think um, uh, we saw Kane slow down at the end of the season. I think next season will be a slow start, but I think once he gets the goals, the first couple out of the way, he'll get it. And all right, season again, probably hit at least double digits. I, think, well, next I mean, obviously, Van Gaal doesn't like playing strikers in their actual positions. We've seen that already. But with Martial fit, with Wayne Rooney fit, 
Ash, do you think Rashford will get that starting place, or do you think maybe Rooney, when he comes back to full fitness, like like he is now, would think he'll be favoured again? Well, yeah, like I read the other day actually that um, Rooney said that he's ready to take on the midfield position permanently. So I don't think I that's think a worry at all. I think he's better off there, to be honest, as sitting just behind the striker. Yeah, he is and he isn't. Like the the problem is with Rooney, he is a striker, but he's not a partnered striker. Like he's proved time and time again when he plays up front on his own, that's when he scores. He scores all his goals. You look at his like the statistics, like the, the season he scored thirty two goals for United, he was lone striker. You know? Like and then when he plays with someone else, because he's such an unselfish player, so when he's up front, if he can pass the ball, he will. But you can't for a striker you can't be like that. Like, I think he doubts his ability, really. So that's, that's probably why, I guess, in a way, yeah, he probably would play better behind the strikers. But even more then, he might even play play better a bit, you know, more of a holding midfielder, I reckon, actually. Mm-hmm. More than attacking. All his goals have come from, like, the outside-the-box midfielder positions in the last yeah. two years. They're all coming from outside-the-box, finesse, kind of midfield, almost like goals. Part of the bicycle kick he scored against Man City. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you look at Scholes when when he was coming to the end of his career, he he played in that like that holding midfield role, and he was like setting up the plays. He was the one break you know breaking the balls down. Like no, I mean, I think they have to play there, don't they? When they when they yeah. get to a certain age, because they're going to lose the pace. I mean, Rooney. But that's what I mean. To... I think that's that's the sort of position I think Rooney's heading towards, to be honest. And I think that's the sort of position he wants to head towards. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one, one thing I'm quite surprised to not hear you talk about so far is your shocking defence. I mean, I know you've got a lot of. I know there's a lot of injuries at the back there. I mean, Luke Shaw obviously's come back and whatever, but Chris Smalling and Phil Jones is, is not a partnership that's going to win stuff. I mean, you, that's one position you need to strengthen, hundred percent. I mean, even even Darmian at right back is is not not really good enough. I don't think uh, he's playing at the top level. I mean, who who would you like to possibly see brought in there, if anyone? I don't know. It's, it's difficult with centre backs nowadays, isn't it? Like you, you know, you just got Hummel saying that he's going to sign for for Munich. I'll tell you actually. I'll tell you what I did read, and it'd be class. And I said it before he went to Barcelona. Is uh, Vermeulen? Like, there's possibility of him coming back to the Premier League. I mean, and he's... I know he's only got a couple of years left in him, but he's got so much experience in the Premier League. Like young young centre backs can learn a lot from him. I'll tell you that. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, I watched him. I watched him week in, week out at Arsenal. But I watched him week in, week week out when he was fit, which admittedly yeah. is very rare. I mean, he, he signed for Barcelona, and he he what he played. I mean, how long was he there for? Before he played his first game, he's he's constantly injured. So I mean, if you want to bring someone in, you need to bring someone in that's going to be stable because that's what you're missing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's it's difficult. Like, Actually, to be honest, I don't know. I, I mean, Stonesy probably will go to Chelsea. I reckon. I think uh, he's going to be at the top of everyone's wish list in these stones. That, well, uh, yeah, I think he's going to come down to how he plays in the Euros. I think that's going to be a big, big determining factor. Even Morgan, to be honest, I know he's like, uh, you know, he's getting on, but I, I guarantee he'd be tapped up by a bigger club. Go ask yourself again. I know it sounds a bit stupid now, but are you, are you going to leave a Premier League winning side with Champions League playing the Champions League if United don't get full plays? Probably not. No, so that's, I think he could struggle though. Yeah, no, I think that'd be alright. Like I said, I think when when Mourinho, not if when Mourinho gets gets announced as United's next manager, mate, he will bring he will bring the players, hundred percent, hundred percent. You think like United's United's youth team is actually really good as well. Like people slate Mourinho saying he don't really bring the youth youth players through, but it that that is I guarantee, um, if he's got well, 
I'll guarantee he's got the contract at United anyway, but I'll guarantee part of his contract would be you've got to use a certain amount of youth, youth players throughout the season, like a certain amount of games. Do you know what I mean? And not just in like, you know, the Capital One Cup or, or the FA Cup. Because like, I think United actually won won the, um, the Youth Premier League, didn't they? Was it this season? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I'm not the I think, I think, Chelsea won the like, Youth Yeah, they won Chelsea, the FA Cup. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think United won the actual the actual league. So it shows they've got really good youth, youth players. I mean, that's, that's one thing you can't take away from Van Gaal. He's, you know, he's been left with no choice due to your injuries, but he's done very well bringing in some of these youngsters. I mean, my my favourite one, obviously, barring Rashford, my favourite one I've seen from you guys is that Fossey Mensah. Yeah, he's class. Yeah, he, look, he looks like he's going to be a great player, especially his yeah. position. His position is going to be, he's going to be in high demand in a few years' time. When well, against <laughs> against Tottenham, do you know what I mean? When he came off, it changed the game. It just says it all. He was yeah. subbed eight minutes later. United three 0 down. Oh, well, speaking of Tottenham, I mean today, Daddy Ali was slapped with a ban for that punch on uh, uh, what's his name. What his name was? Yeah, I know you're on about <laughs> Connor. <laughs> oh, Yaka, that's the one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, he slapped with a three-game ban, which obviously means he's going to miss the end of the season. I mean, they're realistically they're not going to win anymore, but mathematically they still can. I mean, how, how much of an impact do you think that's going to have? Either of you, I mean, Connor, Gorm. Um, I think Tottenham season's over regardless. I think whether Ali plays or not, I don't think Leicester are going to be caught. I think Everton at home will win in the league if not this weekend. Um, positive side could be that he'll, he'll get a few games rested before the Euros. He won't be so overwhelmed, so run down and get a few more weeks off. Uh, <coughs> come back to the friendlies, get a few games and get his feet back and then maybe he'll, um, he'll shine better in the uh, summer. But for Tottenham, I think it makes no difference. It's over now for them. I mean, I actually think there's any chance at all of them being caught. No. <laughs> no, like, I admit, right, that Saturday, it was only Saturday, I was saying, look, if Tottenham win all their games, they've probably won that league. But that just that one draw has just instantly gone, no, there's no way now. There's no way. I think for Tottenham, for Tottenham to have won that league, well, win the league this season, they needed to win their final four games. And they haven't, so... I don't think they've got any chance. I mean, I've seen some bad chokes, I mean, but never quite to the point of three games to go with a, what, a seven-point lead. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Well, so it happens to Liverpool, didn't it? No, Liverpool it were... I think they were, six, they were six points ahead, six. but they had more than three games to go. I think they were six or seven games left. Oh, was mm. it? I think even this weekend doesn't matter. I mean, Everton at home, you've got to think that's... Uh, they're going to grind that game out and get whatever they have to do to get the result, get the win. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, even if Leicester don't don't win against United, um, you've also got then if sorry if Leicester don't beat United uh, and then Spurs lose to Chelsea, then Leicester win anyway. That that's the thing. People are saying, oh yeah, like Leicester's got the the toughest running. Like United ain't been the team they are they have been. Like well, they have you know they were last season to be fair, but like they played a bit better this season. But they're still playing quite poor in the league. Um, Chelsea, all right, they've been playing better of late. Um, but obviously Tottenham's still got Chelsea. But Southampton, Southampton's Southampton still playing well. And Tottenham's still got Southampton. Like, yeah, they've got a hard they, run they've, for the all, end. All, all three, both of them's got tough three games. Newcastle, I mean, Newcastle are fighting relegation. That's their toughest game. In my opinion, the Newcastle game is Spurs' toughest game. Because if that goes down to the last game of the season, Newcastle will give everything, absolutely everything in that game. be hostile as well. They'll be known. 
if if Newcastle still win it by that point. I mean, we've, we've got Newcastle. Well, yeah. I'm not obviously on Arsenal. We've got Norwich this week, so we'll, we're going to probably struggle again like we did against Sunderland. The relegation fighting teams are usually the ones that bring it bring it the most, aren't they, on the last few games of the season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Before we just move on to our next topic, which is UFC, which would just be me and you, Connor, having a chat on that. Ashley, I've just got to ask you the question. Uh, Leicester v United on Sunday, what's, what's the score going to be? Um... I think I'll go for probably one all, to be honest. One all, okay. Like, so you, you think you're going to give Spurs a, leave Spurs in with a chance of remaining in the title race? Yeah, but I'd, <laughs> I don't. I think they're leaving draw this this weekend, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll beat Chelsea. I think Chelsea are on and up at the moment, aren't they? So, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll see them both drawing this this week, and that that'd be it. I think. Connor prediction. I'm saying Vash. I think one all won't quite be the win, but it'll be um. Enough to push him over this weekend, I think. I'm, I'm going to go for a 5 0 thumping Leicester win. <laughs> <laughs> you joker. <laughs> no, all right, anyways, cheers, Ash. We'll speak to you later. No worries, mate. See ya. Thanks again to Ash for speaking to us today about Manchester United. We're going to move on to our next topic now, which is UFC. These two men, I mean, Connor, a lot of people in the UFC, is, it's all about fighting, but these two hate each other. I mean, what's the, what's the history behind this rivalry? Um, it's it's very much an ego lack of and a lack of respect both um, from both of them. Really, um, I, think start, I think it started out with Jones calling out Cormier, saying that he could um, he could take him down. No one had at the time, and Cormier just didn't like the reaction, didn't like the lack of respect, didn't like his ego. Kind of took a um, took a hit, um, and it's just spiraled out of control. From there. I think they're two men that obviously Jones has been the champ for a long time before it was stripped and he, he kind of demands respect and Cormier kind of feels that he, he deserves the same and neither of them want to grant it to each other and it just they just seem to have a very uh, very good quality of knowing how to wind each other up. Yeah, I mean, you saw, you saw from that second press conference, they, they sort of know how to push each other's buttons by now, but Cormier referring to Jones's drug problem, well, well, we say problem, we don't we don't know the ins and outs, but... We know roughly what happened. I mean, do you, do you think that's a bit too too much? Do you think that's pushing it to a, a bit of a new level? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I think when when you look at the fact that Jones was the champ and, and he allowed himself to get caught up and and he allowed himself to get out of hand and, it, and he got caught and he got he got he got banned from it. He, he he messed up. You know, if someone messes up in a fight and they lose or they make a mistake, you call them out on it. Now John Jones, now with that win uh, against Sambru, now has a record of twenty-two to one, which is insane. I mean, the one was also not—he didn't actually lose at the disqualification, but we won't go into that. Um, Cormier now seventeen to one. The loss, obviously, being against John Jones himself. Um, I mean, Jones, I think he's, in my opinion, still going to be the overwhelming favourite in this fight. I mean, I, I know you don't necessarily agree with me there. But what makes you think that Cormier can can get a different result this time around? I think Jones is still. You've got to still give John Jones the favourite. You know, he's just one of the he's just a beast when he's on it. But um, he was out for a long time. Cormier, obviously, during that time, won the bout, defended the bout. Um, he's you know you saw you saw you saw in the last minute, you, you know last weekend that he just he just seemed a bit off. He just he seemed a bit. There was rust there. He was a bit, you know, he wasn't quite. It took a while to get himself going, and even then, he still didn't hit the um, the heights that we know he can. 
and he was being too cautious. Whether it's um, the fact that he wanted to make sure he stayed fit and won the fight to get against Cormier, or it's the new kind of stable way that he's trying to fight. If that's the way he's going to fight, then he'll lose, I think, in the rematch. Um, if he goes out the way that John Jones can, and that we've seen him do before he, before he was out and what he's done in the past, I think it's the same result. John, John Jones will do what he did last time and, and get the win. It, it really does depend on the mindset that John Jones wants to be, what John Jones will see in the, uh, on the night. Before we move on and start speaking about Conor McGregor, who's obviously the man who's going to miss out on the, the main event this year, or not this year, in UFC 200. Jones and Cormier are obviously now the main event. I mean, what, what do you make of that decision? Do you think it's a smart choice? I mean, there's always the risk now of McGregor coming back to fight in New York um, and then making Dana White look a, a bit stupid if he then comes and smashes the ratings out of what's supposed to be the UFC's biggest event for a long time. He's always going to smash the ratings. Um, you know, the stats that came out last night, uh, McGregor's press conference for UFC 200, he went back, brought in over 300,000 um, people watching. Last night, Jones and Cormier got 33,000 people watching. Like, you ain't going to match the numbers. Connor, Connor brings in a different crowd. That's why Connor gets what he gets the main cards. That's why Connor thought he could do what he wanted. And that's, it ain't going to change whether, he, whether Cormier or Jones build this up as much as they want. He ain't going to match the numbers that they're mm, I mean, just, just have a just have a look at this tweet quickly that uh, McGregor posted. So obviously he's saying that he's, he's made the, the company four hundred million pounds within within three or four shows. I mean that's yeah. that's something nobody else can claim. He is he's he's a sensation, isn't he? Um, he's a different level. I saw a stat. I saw another stat the other day. Um, he's put in more money than Jones has in his last five fights than Jones did in twelve. Like that. He, he, he's just completely by by himself. He's just completely like taking the sport to another level in the public eye. He's now people that don't even have never watched a fight will watch a press conference and probably won't even watch the fight. They're just they're just viewing and then they'll watch the highlights. They'll they'll want to see who's if he's won. And that's that's no other fighter in the company can match that. Even come close to that. There's nothing like in the business. And no matter who they put on that main card, they could put anyone. They could put Brock Lesnar, could Bruce Lee, if they wanted to. You're, you're not going to fill out the card the way Conor, Conor was. Yeah, I mean, UFC nowadays is so much more than just fighting ability, isn't it? It's yeah. showmanship. It's, social media in particular is a huge, huge part of it now. It does seem to be looking like, the, the, especially since Conor, it, it's more like a WWE promo to it, isn't it really you look at the, you look at the storyline especially the Aldo story and it's just the build up they did to it and I think the UFC have kind of gotten caught in that a little bit and they've kind of got to now work out do they want to be a company that focuses on the promotion and selling the fights or do they want to actually protect their fighters and actually see their best fighters come out on top so before we move away from Jones Cormier altogether let's just quickly uh, talk about their last fight which Jones won by unanimous decision um I mean, there was no knockouts, no submissions, but he, he was the better fighter. I personally think he will be again. Why, why do you think Cormier will, you know? Um, I'm not sure Cormier's going to win. I, I, I just think since he's come back and, you know, he, he's trying very hard to be the role model, he's trying very hard to show he's turned himself around and that he's... Um, you say that. <laughs> no, you just look at the press conference. 
Yeah, okay. Yesterday was the first time he had, but beforehand he'd been doing a lot of that, and he'd been trying to show he's matured, and he's trying to, you know, show he's a different new guy. But John Jones is a beast. He's got coming like an animal, and like he did last night. Just hopefully, I think Cormier is going to find going to find his, you know, that nasty side of him again. And I think regardless of a game plan, no matter if he wants to be sensible or a nice guy after this fight, second those two walk in the octagon, they're going to want to kill each other. If that, you know, and if, if if he goes to that mindset, then and he you know Cormier stays out of his head, I think Jones will do get the win again. But if Cormier can mess with him and really start to use the last few months to get inside his head, which he can because it's a very stress, you know it was a stressful time, and, and you can tell he's still trying to come out of it. If he can use that to his advantage, I think Cormier may win it on you know mental mental stableness alone. I think that's really key factor in this one. Well, I think I think personally it's, it's going to be a Jones submission if we win the fight this time around. It won't. I think it'll be a decision. I think it'll be a. I think they'll. they'll I think they'll fight each other out. But neither. You know, they're, they're too. They don't. They just don't want to. They just will not be knocked out. Will not be taken down. Submit submission. You know they are. It's going to be. At this moment, it can go either way. Based on what we've seen, but as it goes on, it may change. But right now, it's going to be a pretty good matchup. Okay, well, we're nearly out of time for today, but finally, what's next for Conor McGregor, in your opinion? I mean, he's not said anything since saying that he's going to be back at UFC 200, which obviously we now know to be incorrect. So, what do you think is his next move? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I've been reading a lot of stuff recently. A lot of people, and I agree with it, I think this is actually what Conor wanted the whole time. I think Conor wanted out of UFC 200 because he realised that Diaz was just too much for him. He wasn't going to win. He's he bitten off more than he can chew. You realised that last time he kind of, after signing it and taking the paperwork, he's actually thought, oh, actually, this is, this, this could kill me. And by doing what he has, he's come out and he's, he's been able to put out of the fight and still come out the hero and his reputation is still un, un, untouched. So I think he's actually got what he's wanted from this, but now it's a, now it's a matter of making sure you're ready for New York or the next event they want you to and you take on Edgar or Aldo and you, you defend your belt and you don't win that championship. You, you prove to us why you are, you're the star that, you, that he is. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's sort of put himself in a pretty poor position now because in real, realistically, he's going to sort of have to do whatever UFC asks him to do from, from here on out. He's stepped, he stepped on too many toes. The last tweet hurt him the other day saying that he was back when he wasn't. That's just playing mind games with the company and the and the day UFC, as much as they need Connor and Connor, you know, Connor needs them. Connor needs them to survive because that's where all that's what Connor is. He's a UFC UFC fighter. So if, you know, in the, the day, they have the last they have the last say. They can decide what they want. Connor's Connor's a helpful asset to them, but he's not the only one. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. That's a good chat. Um, we'll be back next week, uh, probably on a Monday or Tuesday to review the Premier League fixtures and well, who knows what's going to be talking about in terms of UFC. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. I'm sure there'll be something happening over the weekend that we can discuss. So we'll keep an eye out and we'll be back next week. Thanks, man.